Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Thanks. Hey, back. LOL Podcast, Episode 4. Uh, cannot believe that we are already on our fourth episode. I know. Going fast. I know, I know. Um, it's just so cool once again to see how it started out as just an idea, and now we're kind of getting to walk it out and see what it looks like. So thank you for those of you that have been tuning in and subscribing, and please continue to do that. Please recommend it to uh, your friends and family. Uh, because we do believe that uh, this is a podcast and the discussions we have here are things that you could apply to your life, especially for people that are um, trying to live their life like Christ does and love people like Christ, you know, that Christ loved them as we see in scripture. For sure. Uh, so today we've got a, a fun topic. You know, we've been living in this world of, um, you know, how do we love people that are differently than we are? Uh, and so today we're going to look at you know, how do we love people with a, you know, similar belief background that we do, you know, because a lot of times, like we talked last time about what if somebody who has a totally different set of beliefs, yeah, what about yeah. the people that like believe the same thing we do, but maybe it uh, manifests itself differently or yeah, maybe absolutely. how they, how they do it is different. Uh, before we go further though, I think we should probably tell people who we are as well, because there may be some people who are listening to us for the first time. So I'm Rick. I'm Sarah Kate. And I'm Sam Sabrone. And we are once again excited to be here today to talk through uh, this, you know, topic of how to love people that have the same uh, religious beliefs that you do or the same belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard because I know we even kind of talked about it internally here about the word religion and the word religion often has negative connotations to it. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not, you know, living in that world either of just what religion is it's well, I, like i don't when i talk about religion in here it's not well these are the set of things that i do because i'm part of this religion it's these are the ways that i can express you know how much i love god and these are the ways that god expresses himself to me and kind of here's the framework in which that looks like so when you hear us use the word religion like that's what we're talking about not yeah. necessarily like just the nuances or whatever that make it what it is uh, but we know in our country, we under the, I guess if you want to call it Protestant, right? Because that was kind of the original, yeah. like what it came under. But we'll like modernized version of Christianity. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of different subgroups within Christianity. You know, there's yeah. Methodists, there's Presbyterians, there's Lutherans. We've got Catholics, uh, Episcopalians. There's non-denominational, which, yeah. you know, is a denomination within itself. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, so there's all these, you know, different things that are coming out. And there are a lot of things that they, you know, that we could sit at a table at together and agree on. But then there's a lot of things that also can cause some animosity or some disagreements. Yeah. Um, so I want to start out with some personal experiences. Have you like personally experienced anything like in a church you've been at? or in a church that you've been around, or maybe you've heard from another church leader of how uh, maybe there can be conflict that arises when different belief systems kind of come together? Y yes, yes. Um, so I'll start by saying that I am a uh, single woman who has been on staff and in ministry. So that in itself, Mm, okay. Yeah, I've gotten some lovely, lovely comments from other Christians about that. Yeah. Some well, of which maybe don't bear repeating, but. <laughs> well, and so, but I, I kind of want to dig a little bit on that, yeah. though. Like, so what, so 
let me ask you this. You don't have to get into like graphic details yeah. or anything, but can you give like an example of something that you heard and then either what they told you or what you believe the kind of root of that belief was like built in? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest comment, the biggest uh, critique is, you know, women shouldn't be in ministry. Women shouldn't yeah. be in leadership at churches. Um, I, you know, I, I felt called to specifically worship ministry since I was about like 15. So this is something that I've dealt with for the last 11 years. This is something that I've done a lot of study into something I've, yeah. I've done a lot of digging in scripture and something that I've wrestled with personally because I got to college and, you know, you get hit with kind of those, like the clobber verses, if you will, of like, well, women shouldn't follow law, women shouldn't teach. Um, and so it's stuff that I've done extensive research on and it's, I, I, you know, um, I've not always handled it with the most grace, but I've learned that there's just an element of grace that has to come with it and being like, Hey, is this, is this the hill that both you and I are going to die on together? Like, is, is this really it? Cause I feel like we maybe have bigger fish to fry. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, a personal story of mine would be growing up in a Catholic church, you know, uh, the perfect example would be baptism, right? And, and where I grew up, uh, the philosophy was a child is born in the world with sin. So you have your baptism as soon as they're born because you're cleansing them to start their life fresh without sin. Mm -hmm. But as I, you know, moved away from the Catholic church and then got baptized in my 30s, uh, I understood the concept that you, you need to accept Jesus and you need to understand what that means and you're ready to have a personal relationship with them. Two totally different mindsets, but they're both, you know, right in their own way. We are trying to um, start over and follow, follow the Lord, whether it's a baby that doesn't know what they're doing, mm -hmm. they're still starting over. So the starting over concept is still the same. It's just it comes at different times and and in uh in certain denominations it comes later because you have to acknowledge or be um intellectual enough to understand right as a baby we're not doing that so but that's an easy example of two different uh denominations and their different thought yeah. processes and i grew up in that catholic sacramental uh vibe yeah sure yeah so let me ask you this why do you think why do you think that we there are such wide interpretations of scripture right you know so how is it that one group could feel and listen the 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 boundaries of this have been tested recently right yeah. and, and in the last five ten years more so than just well should a woman be allowed to lead in church or right. you know can a baby be baptized like does that count like we're you get into things of like well what if like a member of the lgbtq community wants to lead a church Right. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I think that yes. as we look at, you know, obviously there's things in scripture that we need to be able to interpret. And at a certain like at a certain point, there is a rubber meets the road moment where it's like, well, hey, listen, like we can't both be right about this. Right. So but I, but before we get to that, why do you think it is that we have these discrepancies? It's a great question. I mean, part of it, I think, I think part of it is a personality driven thing. Yeah, because I, I would agree with that, because we even go back to the New Testament. We see Peter and Paul disagreeing on how to interpret things. Yep. We, 
we see them getting into fights about it now calling each other out and reconciling <clears> it, but i don't maybe i'm wrong but i i don't think they ever were like ah you know what you know what peter you were right let's let's both do the exact same thing and practice the exact same way so like this is something that the church has dealt with since the church existed and so i think there i would say probably part of it is personality and how you're raised right peter and paul came from different they came from the same background but even within that different parts of that so that's probably a big part of it well and i think that the you know it shows up a lot when they do have some of those debates mm -hmm. you know and and the thing that i love that you pointed out was that it was actually something that had been like ingrained in them since they were younger yeah yeah so it wasn't just a it wasn't just a well you know what like i was reading today and decided this like right. it was peter who grew up as a jewish you know in the in the jewish like common people community and then you had paul who was very well educated was a pharisee was you know higher learned right. when it came down to stuff like that so their kind of approach to it was very different right. um but i mean in the end like there were some things that peter was saying that wasn't correct and paul was having to kind of squash him for that right. which in and of itself was a crazy dynamic because peter was like yo i was with christ like you weren't i was with him right like i walked the earth with him like i saw him on his final days i looked at him on the cross like you know you're coming into this thing late in the game like how do you know more than me right yeah. because peter was having to fight that whole like kind of internal thing too of just like well we're god's chosen people we're part of the jews and Paul was like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's bigger than so that. here's the deal. <laughs> Jesus right. came and when he died, it wasn't just for the Jews. Like right. it was for everyone. And so that's why we see Paul's ministry was very focused on those that were outside of, yeah. you know, what were considered to be the Jewish people at that time. Yeah. And I think what's important to note is they were reaching different people groups, right? Mm -hmm. So there was going to be a little bit of difference in how they were interpreting things right like paul predominantly was going to talk to gentiles who were not raised knowing the torah knowing the law he knew it very well and he was writing to some people who did but he also was kind of having to bring it to people who maybe weren't as familiar with it whereas peter was like listen i'm here for the jewish people that is who i'm that's who i believe that jesus is for that's who i'm ministering to so I think that's probably important to note as well, like the the who they were ministering to. Well, I think, too, we talk about uh, how to love people to think differently than we do. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's our umbrella to start with. And people are raised in certain denominations where they have to follow certain rules. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have different rules than I have. So once again, it's not my rules are right or your right. rules are right. We both are following under Christ's rules, but we are going to have a different background. I'm going to grow up as a Catholic kid knowing that I have to do my three sacraments, you know, ending with confirmation by 14. You're not going to grow up with that. With, not that it's right or wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And so, um, so that we're going to have different views of marriage because technically in Catholic religion, you have to do these sacraments or you don't get married in a Catholic church. Growing up in a, in a non-denominational church, you don't have to complete any sacraments. All you got to do is believe in Jesus, be part of the church and you can yeah. get married in the church, which yeah. 
so they're different right mm -hmm. and we got to accept those different um those different uh, situations right well and, and i think that understanding what you said um and what you were alluding to as well of the idea that people grew up in those denominations yeah. understanding for lack of a better term the rules to be different um and I think that one of the, I think that that's a good place to start because, you know, we, we can't just take for granted that somebody is, you know, well, you grew up that way. I grew up this way. Your way was wrong. My way was right. In, in, in yeah. to a point, like you, you, it, not at a surface level. Like, it's not just like, well, you did it, you know, the way you did it was weird. And, and I'm thinking more along the lines of like this. There are churches, believe it or not, there are churches out there that don't preach an actual gospel message, that preach things other than what the true gospel is, right? Yeah. That it's all performance-based, that, you know, that if you're a good person, you get into heaven. Like, there are those, there are churches that do that. I, I haven't been to one of those, but I know that they're out there. Yeah. I believe, though, that, you know, when churches, a lot of times how they manifest what they're going to do ends up is what looks different. And so when I say you look at somebody who is like, well, it's not that you're wrong and I'm right. I mean, things like, oh, well, this church speaks in tongues and does like interpretive dancing and we don't. So we are right and you are wrong. Right. Like it's it's that's what I'm talking about, because there are churches that aren't theologically sound that are preaching things that aren't correct. Right. Either. right. It almost maybe I'm going to say this and it might be an analogy that uh, maybe breaks down, but it almost reminds me of like playing game of Uno with a bunch of different friends. Like, I would bet money right now if I pulled out an Uno deck and we started dealing at the cards, mm -hmm. the three of us would have different rules for how we're playing Uno. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all here in the same, right? Don't cheat. I will yell at you. I get very competitive in a game of Uno. <laughs> um, we're all going to have It's a high stakes game, so right. I get it. The goal of the game is still the same, right? You know, you call out Uno when you have one card left and the first person with no cards wins. So generally, we would all come at it with the same, but I don't know, do you stack your draw twos? Do you say, hey, I have two of the same card, I can play them down at once. Yep. Like Everybody has different house rules for Uno, but ultimately, you say Uno when you have one card, first person out right. wins. Yeah, that makes person sense. Person to the left that's, of the that's dealer a good analogy. always goes first. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah. analogy. Um, and and I, I wanted to set it up well, yeah. you know, before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of this, yeah. because... I want, you know, there's a difference between what we're going to talk about and like an actual church who is not preaching the gospel. 100%. Like we're not, we will not be saying, oh, well, they're close enough. So like, you know, we'll just have to get along with them. Like they're, we, we should never stand by and watch a church who, when their main gospel message is not on like on what it should be then we should be uncomfortable with that and we should confront that if we're able to. But it's the line between disagreement and heresy. <laughs> correct, correct. But I'm but now looking at it in the context of things that are not deal breakers, right? Like yeah. the deal breakers. And yeah. I look yeah. at deal breakers being like, you know, a deal breaker is that like that Jesus was the son of God. Do you affirm the Apostles' Creed? Yes right. Or like, no? <laughs> like, yeah, like do you or um you know, is it, you know, that when Jesus ascended into heaven, his Holy Spirit descended to earth and dwells in us. When we like, those are like non-negotiables. Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing that I'm going to believe outside of that. Right. But there are going to be some of those little nuances in there too. I mean, it can be anything from a dress code, right? What 
people can and can't wear. Mm -hmm. um, it's it could be you know the, how what a worship service looks like, whatever. Right. So I want to kind of kick it off as we like dig into what this looks like. Is do you is it really important for like different denominations or branches sub groups of same religions? Is it important that they have to all agree with each other and everything? I would say absolutely not. Yeah. I, would, I think that's what makes them a little bit different. And I think as long as they have the underlying or, or, or the big premise right, right, as long as they're following, if, if it's a Christianity, and as long as they're following that Jesus was the Son of God, the, the little things, you know, don't sweat the little things, we always, talk, we always say, right? And it's very similar there. Same with another religion, you know, if, if you're Islamic, you, as long as you believe in the basic, the big idea, I think you're going to have those differences. Unfortunately, we tend to uh, mold religion to fit our needs at times or mm -hmm. belief systems to fit our needs, which is not how it's supposed to be. Uh, the, yeah. the, the rules were set up for a reason. Uh, and obviously it's more about a relationship now. So as, as long as you're having a relationship with Christ. All those little things, I don't, I don't sweat the small things. You know, control the controllables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like we kind of kicked off this part of the conversation with the the non-negotiables are always the non-negotiables, right? Like those things can change, but how they manifest themselves can be very preferential. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's important for us to recognize what is a preference and what is actual like no this is a principled thing that i need to stand on yeah i think that the pendulum in america has swung too far in the way of preference when it comes down to denominations or even churches right i mean there's this like laundry list of things that all of a sudden we look for in a church and and, and listen there every church has its own vibe and like we're all kind of created in different ways. And if all churches were meant to be the same, then God would, would have created all of us to like the same music and like mm -hmm. the same preaching and everything else. But we don't like, we have a variety of things that we like. So, you know, it's not so much the fact of like, well, this one's better than this. It just be, might mean like I resonate in this environment more than I resonate in another environment. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, I think that it's important um, that we understand that as we're navigating, you know, whether when we're agreeing with people or disagreeing with them, we have to be able to internalize, well, what is a preference that I have and what is something right. that genuinely is something that needs to be important about the church that I'm going through or going to. And so like for me as a Christ follower, I look at like what you talked about at the beginning in the Catholic church with, you know, baptizing babies, you know, I had to have that conversation regularly and I still do as a full-time church staff member and basically in a non-denominational church the way that i see it in scripture is that well there is never evidence of anybody getting baptized before they made a decision like it always is a decision that's involved there so the decision comes in then baptism right so when i'm looking at scripture but that's how i interpret it right like so then i would want to know then what are the root causes of the Catholic religion or whoever else of doing christenings because I would want to know, like, is it a, Hey, you know, is, was this done because of something that you read in scripture or is it done because 
you want to make sure your bases are covered. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so a lot of it's going to be kind of the motivation behind it as well as we look to dig into some of that stuff. Well, I think in, we'll, we'll go with infant baptism as our example because we're continuing it. I think as we're having these conversations, like how do we love people with different theological views than us? I think a lot of it is coming from a place of like grace and charity and understanding for the other, as long as, again, it's not a completely heretical position, grace and charity for how we get there, right? Because from what I understand, a lot of people who have baptized their their infants, it comes from a place of, we don't fully know what the age of accountability is. Yeah. And in our not knowing that, it's out of a love for your child and a, a desire, you know, for God forbid something happened to your child, that reassurance that you know where they are. Um, I think we see that, I think it manifests itself differently in non-denominational churches, right? In infant dedication. Yeah. Um, one could argue, and I might get some hate from this, but one could argue that they're not the same thing, but maybe different different stories in the same book. Maybe their hearts are coming from the same place, right? Where it's like, I want the best for my child. Right. So I'm going to do this because I, I love my child and want what's best for them. Right. So it just, yeah, how that manifests looks different. And I've seen people get all up in arms about, like, oh, you can't, you can't baptize babies, blah, 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 they don't understand. Okay, but, like, again, let's take it with that, that mindset of a little bit of grace here. Is a parent doing this out of love for their child? Mm -hmm. And is that a bad thing? I would say no. Well, growing up as a Catholic myself yeah. and, and being baptized as a baby and asking my parents why, um, they didn't really know scripturally if if that's if right it was never really shown to them in scripture it was shown to them through tra tradition this yeah. is what we do yeah. this is what catholics do so you know and maybe it was because my parents weren't um you know really studying the word or anything but still um even when i was going through sunday school all, all those years i really was never taught in scripture where it says mm -hmm a baby should be baptized, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I do remember them explaining the concept of you are born into this world with sin in, right. on you. Because we all are. And right. that's the right. yeah, so that's the way we can start right. you with a clean slate. You're going to sin anyway, and you're going to get dirty again, but we're going to try to get you. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So it's very similar, like you said, to maybe a non-denominational um, celebration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not scriptural. At least I've never been taught that when I was in the Catholic uh, Sunday school environment. Well, and, and so I think that this kind of goes, if we're going to ground zero of how do we love people like this, right? The first thing is to consider the fact that our way may not be just the right way. It just might be different. Right. Um, because I think that's where we kind of get off the get off a little bit was because it's like we've talked about things that i mean last week it was about our personal beliefs but even before that with politics i mean there's some personal beliefs there but like and i guess some people can like frame it that way but it's not designed to be that way mm -hmm. like my political beliefs don't need to be like deep-seated like right. heart issues right like those things are a lot a lot of it's going to be very surface level but this is something that's like very deep down in my soul right this is something that is very very personal to me so it'd be, it's easy for me to get offended. It's, it's easy for me to look at something and either 
look down my nose at it or get frustrated with it because um, it, it's different. I mean, I even experienced some of that, you know, just being on church staffs. A lot of times you see what other churches are doing yeah. and it's easy to look at them and go, why are they doing that? Like, oh my gosh, like we would never do that here. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, oh man, like, like what, what do they think it's 15 years ago? Like, you know, there's all these different little things that we kind of come up with, even looking at other churches. And I have to be really careful because, you know, the reason that we don't, the reason that we're even having a conversation on this topic is because, you know, God, God calls people to churches. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that we as a culture have missed out on. We go to try to find a church that fits our needs as opposed to finding a church that God is actually calling us to. Yeah. And the, like working at a church for a very long time, there would be people that would leave the church and they would come and sit down with me and go, Hey, so I've decided to leave the, you know, this church and I'm going to go somewhere else. And my, you know, at the beginning, my thought was always, were we not good enough for you? Mm. And so I, I made it personal or I would look at it like, oh, well, well you're going to go there. Well, they do this or they have this or they don't have this or whatever. But I learned that what, the way that I needed to approach it was, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Yeah. That church is getting something they don't have now. Yeah. That church is getting someone in a set of gifts and a set of talents and a set of practices and everything else that comes in that individual that is now going to be a part of that church. Um, and, and regardless of the different ways they manifest in, you know, worship or whatever else, like mm -hmm. that church that as long as they're worshiping God is the creator of the universe that sent his son Jesus to die for us and that his Holy Spirit lives in us, then I, I should be nothing more than excited for that person. Yeah. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that sometimes people don't leave churches for wrong reasons, but I think that knowing that, hey, you know what, like this person is being called somewhere else. If we all did that, right, if we instead of saying, well, where does it where, where can this meet my needs or what denomination am I most comfortable with? But God, where are you calling me? Mm -hmm. Where can I make the greatest impact for your family? I think that would kind of shape things up a little differently for how people look for churches in the first place. Absolutely. Hey, y'all, this is Sarah Kate. Now. We actually have a second part of this conversation. We were just so into this discussion that by the time we finished recording, we realized we'd been going for about an hour. Rick and Sam and I decided it would be best to just split this episode up into two parts. So part one is ending here. Keep your eyes open. We're gonna be dropping part two really soon. And there's a lot of really good content in part two. Like I said, we just couldn't stop talking about this subject. We would love to hear what you have to say to add to this conversation as well. Make sure you're following us on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. And follow us on Instagram because we would love for you to engage in this conversation on loving people with theological differences. In the meantime, enjoy this episode and keep your eyes open for episode two when it drops.